Well, good morning, church. Good to be together again around the Word of God. We trust that you are well, that you are safe, that you are blessed, and uh, that God is taking care of you. We continue to pray for you, for your well-being, for God's provision of your life, until we can be together again in the same room, which we hope will be sooner rather than later. Last week, I spoke to you about voices. Beware what voices you hear. Do not allow the voices of this world to lead you to panic. Be yourself a voice of encouragement. Be a voice of hope. Be a voice of love. So how has this week been for you? Have you been able to hear better voices? Are you controlling the negative voices in your life? We need to listen to the voice of God above all. Above any voice that we hear, we need to hear the voice of God. And that is not always easy, especially during uncertain times like these. Now, the question is not if God is speaking. The question is, are we listening? Amen. And so, right now, for example, this room is filled with music. The room where you are is filled with music. Can you hear it? And I don't mean your neighbor's hi-fi playing too loud. I'm talking about music in your room. Now, there is music here. There is classic music, modern music, instrumental music, people singing. And I cannot hear any of them right now. But if I bring a tuner or a decoder into this room, man, I can listen to any kind of music I want. The music is here. I am just not tuning into it. Well, you know what? God is speaking. He is speaking right now. But the problem is very often we are not tuning in to his voice. So this morning we are going to learn about some ways by which God speaks to us. We'll also learn about some things that hinder us from hearing God's voice. And I hope these insights will help us to tune in to God more effectively. In Isaiah 55, 3, we read the following. Incline your ear, come to me, hear, and your soul shall live. Listen, God spoke in the past and he invited people to come to listen to him because there is life in his words. Well, God still speaks today and invites us to listen to him. Listen to what it says in Hebrews chapter 1, verses 1 and 2. God, who at various times and in various ways spoke in time past to the fathers by the prophets, has in these last days spoken to us by his Son, whom he has appointed heir of all things, through whom also he made the worlds. Listen carefully. He says, God has spoken in times past. It's in various times and in various ways. He spoke in times past. He is referring here to the Old Testament, to the times which have been recorded, the prophets from Genesis all the way to Malachi. He spoke in the past. He spoke by the prophets. But how did he speak to the prophets? He says there well, he spoke in various ways. And we are going to look at some of the ways that God spoke to the prophets in the past back then because God is still speaking to us in some of those ways today. But then he says that in these last days he has spoken to us by his son, Jesus. These last days is referring to the period of the time from Jesus' ministry all the way until the time that Jesus will return. This letter of Hebrews was written in the first century, all right? And um, 
back then you already said, these are the last days, because you're talking about that period of time. Well, 2,000 years later, we are still in the last days. Now, here's my question. If in the first century we were in the last days, where do you think we are now, 2,000 years later? I believe we are in the last of the last days. And that is why there is this expectation that Jesus is coming back again soon. We are seeing so many prophecies being fulfilled simultaneously. So yes, we are in the last of the last days. And in these last days, he has spoken to us by Jesus. So what did Jesus say? What did Jesus do? Jesus quoted the Old Testament in his messages. So what did Jesus say? What did Jesus do? Well, Jesus quoted the Old Testament in his messages. This validates the Old Testament as the Word of God. He referred to it as the Word of God. And so he validates the Old Testament. So everything you read in the Old Testament, you can take that as being the Word of God. Also, Jesus gave clarity to who God is. He showed us God to be good, to be love, to be a Father. Also, Jesus introduced us to the person of the Holy Spirit. He said you would send another comforter just like him. And this is a new thing because in the Old Testament, people did not have free access to the presence of the Lord like we do now. That is why there was a temple and an elaborate priesthood so that people could be facilitated into coming to the presence of God. The Bible says, do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God. That's in 1 Corinthians 6, 19. You see, now, in this time, we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Jesus made it possible for us to be temple, so that no matter where you are, where I am, the Lord is there. And so we can have a close relationship with the Lord and hear His voice. Jesus said in John 10, 27, My sheep... Hear my voice. He is the good shepherd. We are his sheep and we are able to hear his voice. Today, we have the words and the acts of Jesus recorded in the New Testament. The acts of the apostles, the teachings of the apostles recorded as well in the New Testament. And so, Jesus spoke and continues to speak to us today. So let's take a look at some ways that God has spoken in the Bible in times past and learn how to hear His voice today. Keep in mind that God could speak to you in any of these ways. He is God and He will speak to you any way He chooses to speak to you. So let's see. Ways that God speaks to us. First of all, directly. As you open your Bible and start reading, you hear that God spoke directly to Adam and Eve. He was there. He was present. And that is wonderful. That's how it was in the beginning. And that is how it's going to be in the future. God's original plan was that humanity would live in relationship with Him on a face-to-face basis. Unfortunately, sin split that up, caused a division. Jesus came to restore that relationship. And today we have access to God and one day we will be able to see him face to face. The Apostle Paul put it this way in uh, 1 Corinthians 13, 12. For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. You see, for most of us, our communications with God will have limits in this life. But one day 
we will see him face to face. And uh, the Bible teaches that in this fallen world, no one can see God, you know, face to face and survive. And that's why even when Moses had experience with God, God was kind of hidden. He showed him his power. He showed him his goodness, but Moses could not see him. In the New Testament, the Apostle Paul had some encounters with Jesus. He saw Jesus. Jesus appeared to him and still happens today sometimes. And so that is the direct um, method where God directly deals with us. Another way he speaks to us is through the audible voice. In the Bible, we read about Moses, about Samuel. And this is similar to direct, but there's no manifestation of the presence. You just hear his voice. As with as as with appearing directly, this is not a normal way which God usually speaks to us. He can do it, but it's not your everyday thing that happens. Yet there are times when people have heard God's voice audibly. Uh, maybe to get their immediate attention or to give them a clear message. So sometimes God will speak to us in an audible voice. Another way he speaks is through dreams and visions. Now, although these are two distinct forms, I'm putting them together as dreams and visions, but each one of them is a distinct way in which God speaks. Dream refers to seeing or perceiving something while sleeping or semi-asleep. Visions refer to what you see while awake. It can be an open vision with, with your eyes open, you physically see something, or it can be a mental picture, an image, which is so vivid in your mind, which is like a vision. And God sometimes speaks to us that way, by giving us a dream or giving us a vision. The first instance of God communicating uh, by a dream was to King Abimelech. Dating Genesis concerning Abraham's wife. Abraham said that his wife was actually his sister and the king took her uh, to, to be his. And the Lord warned him in a dream, don't touch this woman, she's somebody's wife. And that's the first instance of God speaking a dream. But you've heard as well, I'm sure, uh, Joseph in the Old Testament. You know, God spoke to him through dreams. Joseph in the New Testament, God appeared to him in a dream and convinced him that what Mary was telling him was actually the truth, that she had seen an angel and she was going to become pregnant and give birth to God's son. And so we see this. It is a occurrence in the word of God. And still today, sometimes people will receive messages from God through dreams. Peter quotes the apostle, the prophet Joel in the day of Pentecost in Acts 2.17. He says, in the last days. Now, remember, we are in the last days. That period from the ministry of Jesus till his coming. And he says, in the last days, says God. Your sons and daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams. It happened in the olden days and it's happening today. And God can still speak to you through dreams and visions. Another way is angelic visitations. In the Bible, Abraham had an angelic visitation. Jacob married the mother of Jesus. An angel visited her. And these are some examples of people who had angelic visitations. Angels are God's messengers. They are God's ministering spirits. And they can appear either in their angelic form, often causing quite a stir because they are so magnificent, or they can appear in the form of ordinary humans. And they can bring a message, a warning, or an insight from God. Then there is nature. God speaks to us through nature. There are times when the contemplation of nature 
be it the beauty of a certain place on the earth or the greatness of the expansion of the universe, God speaks to us through that. He allows us to sense His presence in His creation. And if we listen with our spiritual ears, God can speak to us through His creation. In Psalm 19, verses 1 and 3, we read the following. The heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament shows His handiwork. Day unto day utters speech, and night unto night reveals knowledge. There is no speech nor language where their voice is not heard. Wow, days and nights, they talk to us about God. I don't care which country you come from. There is no language barrier. He can speak to all nations through his creation. And it's talking about his communication through creation. It's what caused the apostle Paul to write in Romans 1 verse 20. For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made. Even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Listen, look at creation. There is no excuse not to perceive that there is a God in this universe. You can't live life apart from the voice of God. What matters is what God has said. And the heavens declare that there is one true God. So next time you are outdoors or seeing pictures of a beautiful landscape, or star formations. Let creation speak to you about the Creator. Now, I'm not talking about animism, okay? The belief that the Creator is in His creation. I'm talking about seeing the evidence of the Creator in His creation. Seeing Him in the greatness, in the grandness, in the beauty, in the diversity and abundance of it all. And in that, we get a glimpse of the character of God, of His values. We get a glimpse of the one who created it. Another way God speaks to us is through circumstances. Yeah, sometimes God uses circumstances to speak to us. Maybe because we have been ignoring him and he needs to get our attention. Or maybe because he wants us to be at a certain time, at a certain place, to learn something or to do something. Or we need his direction and you're not quite clear about it. And God will use circumstances to provide that direction. We, we refer to it as opening and closing doors. God will open doors and close doors. Use circumstances around us to speak to us. It says in Revelation chapter 3 and verse 7, to the angel of the church in Philadelphia, right? These things says he who is holy, he who is true, he who has the key of David, he who opens and no one shuts, and shuts, and no one opens, all right? So, we talking about your God opening and closing doors and guiding us through this. So, be aware and be sensitive to circumstances around you. Another way God speaks to us is through people. Sometimes the Lord uses people to speak to you. It could be them sharing something that they felt from the Lord. 
or maybe they're sharing a scripture with you. Sometimes we need to seek the counsel of others, people that we trust, and let the will and the wisdom of God be revealed to us or confirmed to us by others. Proverbs says in chapter 11, verse 14, where there is no counsel, the people fall. But in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. Now, as I have been teaching on the ways that God speaks to us, most of you perhaps are thinking, hey, it would be nice if Jesus appeared to me. Oh, it would be nice if he just answered all my questions. I wish I just had the dream and God told me exactly what to do. Or maybe if you draw a map on the wall or something, give me a clear vision. Spoke audibly to me and just tell me what I need to hear. And most of us, I think, we've had one time or two in our lives where we really desired that. And the reason we want that, you know, is because even when it comes to spiritual matters, even when it comes to living our Christian life, we tend to like and we tend to seek the spectacular. Remember last week I spoke to you about the spectacular that people in the world, they like the voice of the spectacular. And that is why they are drawn to false information, to gossip, to tales and so on. And yet in our own ranks, amongst us as God's people, we often want God's spectacular manifestations instead of the normal, more common ways in which God speaks to us. Now, you and I, we have no control over the spectacular over those ways in which he speaks to us. You've got no control over a dream or a manifestation or Jesus appearing to me or an angel. You and I have no control over that. But there are ways which are certain and that we always have access to anytime we want. And I want to share some of these with you now. Last week I said that if you want inside information, look inside your Bible. It is also inside of you. And so let me explain this as I look at three more ways in which God speaks to us. And in these ways, he can talk to you anytime you want to hear his voice. First of all, the quiet voice. This was a lesson taught to Elijah in the Old Testament. And that is the way that most times God will speak to you and me. Not through the spectacular, not through the loud voice but through the quiet voice. 1 Kings chapter 19, verses 11 and 12. Then God said, Go out and stand on the mountain before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by, and a great and strong wind tore into the mountain and broke the rocks in pieces before the Lord. Wow, that is spectacular. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake Spectacular! But the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire! But the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, a still, small voice. And you see, that is the way that God is going to speak to you and I most of the time. Still, small voice. Not shouting at us. But a still, small voice. A soft voice. His voice is always full of love. Full of compassion. He does not speak to us to condemn us. 
nor to judge us. Why? Because that has been taken care of by Jesus. He's paid the price of our judgment, of our condemnation. All right? And so the Lord speaks to us. Yes, to convict us. And even that conviction comes with love and compassion. He speaks to us to direct us, to encourage us, to guide us. Another way the Lord speaks to us is the following. The Word and the Spirit. And again, I'm putting these two together for a reason. Because the Bible says in 2 Corinthians 3, 6 that the letter kills, but the Spirit gives life. You see, folks, the Bible without the Spirit of God becomes just another religious book full of rules and regulations. And I can take those words of the Bible, those rules and regulations, and I can make somebody feel really bad, really condemned. I can kill them with the words of the Bible. But when the Spirit of God comes and gets mixed into the Word, well, the Holy Spirit is active. And the Bible, the words of God become life. They become alive. It becomes a living thing. There are two Greek words for word in the New Testament. Logos and Rhema. Logos is the written word. So when you open your Bible and you start reading, you are reading the Logos, the written word. Rhema refers to the spoken word. As you are reading the Logos, sometimes it seems that some of those words will jump out. They will speak to you. They will speak into a circumstance in your life. They will stir in you. They will talk to you. That is rhema. That is the logos becoming a specific word for you at that moment. And so the word speaks to us through logos and through rhema. As you read the word of God, you get knowledge. You get insights into the character of God, into the ways of God, into the will of God. And sometimes as you're reading the Bible, the word will become a logos, alive, and speak specifically to you. Or maybe the word stirs that a verse and says, man, share this verse with somebody or pray this verse over somebody or over the church or something. It becomes alive. Now, the Bible is the main way by which the Lord speaks to us. And the Bible is the standard by which every other word is received and is measured. Listen, even if an angel appears to me and tells me to do something which is contrary to what is in the Bible, I will reject it. I don't care how spectacular that angel is. I don't care how wonderful that, that, that thing was. If it's not in the Bible... I'm not receiving that message because the Bible remains the standard by which we measure. And then the last way I will mention today is this. Peace. Colossians 3.15 Let the peace of God rule in your hearts to which also you are called in one body and be thankful. Let the peace of God rule. In other words, let your heart be guided by peace, especially when decisions have to be made. It is always important to look for that peace in your heart. If you are married, make sure both you and your wife have that peace, are in agreement. Amen? Remember what we have been saying in the past weeks, that Jesus came to bring us peace, even in the middle of a troubled world. 
John 14:27 Peace I leave with you my peace I give to you not as the world gives do I give to you let not your hearts be troubled neither let it be afraid and and I pray that even as you're sitting there listening to this message, let this be God speaking to you through His Word and through His Spirit right now, taking this verse out and, and making it alive to us in this crazy time that we're living in right now. Peace I leave with you. May the peace of God be flooding your heart, be flooding your home in this time. Well, Let's talk about a few hindrances because sometimes we may know about all these ways and we might be even trying to do these things and you're reading the word and it seems that, you know, nothing is coming through. Well, there can be hindrances. Let's look at a few of them. And that is why some people find it very difficult to hear the word of God. Number one, unbelief. That is the number one hindrance to hearing the voice of God. If you don't believe that God speaks, you won't hear God. Hebrews eleven six says, but without faith. It is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is, that he exists. And that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So you've got to believe that God exists and that if you seek him, you will find him. He will reward your diligence. Matthew chapter 9, 29, Jesus says, as he, as he touched her, their eyes, he said, according to your faith, let it be done to you. That is a phrase Jesus often used as he was ministering to people. Let it be done according to your faith. Well, what is your faith? If you believe that God does not speak, <laughs> let it be done unto you. You are not going to hear God. But if you believe that he speaks, then you will hear. So, the first thing we need to check out is this. Do you believe if God, if we want God to speak to us, then the first thing we must believe is that he exists and that he speaks. Amen? So the first hindrance to remove is unbelief. Another hindrance is sin. Well, sin separates. And continuous sin in your life causes a sin consciousness that hinders you from hearing the voice of God. You will, however, still hear Him calling you to repent. And so obey that voice. Repent and turn your back on any sin that you are aware of. And you will be in a position to hear the Lord again. 1 John 1 9 says, If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So do that and get in touch again with the voice of the Lord. Now the hindrance is disobedience, particularly disobedience to the last thing God told you. This is the kind of disobedience I'm referring to. God told you to do something and you haven't done anything about it, but you want to hear him again? Well, first do the last thing he told you to do. And then he will speak to you again and give you next steps. He's not going to give you a next step until you've done the last step. Another hindrance is busyness. And man, this is a biggie in the life of believers. You see, to hear God, you need to listen. And one of the reasons that, you know, to, to, that we cannot listen is because of too much noise. You know, one of the reasons that we want the spectacular around us is because it requires no investment of time or energy from my part. And we want that. In my business, I want God to invade my space and talk to me. 
But listen, Christianity is a relationship. In any relationship, to communicate, you invest time, you invest yourself. To hear God speaking to you, you need to get quiet. You need to stop. Psalm 46.10 says, Be still and know that I am God. That word, be still, it means to relax, make no effort, do not be busy with anything else. The Lord always speaks to us in that still, small voice. But often that little voice is drowned by the noise and activity of our daily lives. You need to make time to read or listen to the Bible, to hear the inner voice of the Spirit in you. There is too much noise around us, even during this lockdown. But at least there is hopefully a bit more time. So use that time. God always speaks through the Word and the Spirit. And you will always hear the Lord if you get quiet and make time to read, to listen to the Word of God, and to hear that small voice. As you read the Word, look out for that verse that maybe jumps out at you. Or as you read the Word, read it. After reading a portion of Scripture, ask yourself, is there a lesson over here? Is there something to believe? Is there a promise? Is there something to pray about for me or for someone else? Is there something I must change in my way of thinking or of behaving? Every time you hear the word of God, something is going to be imparted to you. So listen to the voice of the Lord. Now, the more you read, the more of the word you're putting inside of you. And maybe you say, but you know, pastor, I read the word and then half an hour later, I don't remember what I've read. That is okay. What matters is to put the word inside of you. Once it's inside there, the Holy Spirit will use it whenever he needs. Just make sure you put it in. The important thing is to be diligent and consistent in spending time with the Lord, with the word, allowing the spirit to speak to you and allowing the peace of the Lord to fill your heart and your mind. If you have to make a bigger decision in your life and you're not sure, then maybe Apart from looking for that peace, yes, get some people around you. Get them to pray for you, to pray with you, and, and consult them. People that you trust, people who love you, and will be praying for you. Now, don't wait until you have a crisis or a big decision to start hearing the voice of God or learning how to hear the voice of God. Make it a regular part of your life, of your day. Listen. Talking to God and hearing God, it should be a normal way of life. It should be a normal part of Christian life, not only for special occasions. So I encourage you to take these things that you've learned today and to make it part of your daily life. Start spending time with God and practicing hearing the voice of God. So in closing, I want to make a statement. God speaks. He has always spoken. He is still speaking. And you're going to be listening to him for all eternity. So let's get used to hearing his voice. God speaks. Take time to listen. Amen. Remove known hindrances. And tune in to his voice. I close with Psalm 78 verse 1. Give ear, O my people, to my law, to my instructions. Incline your ears to the words of my mouth. I trust 
will use these instructions, these instructions you have received this morning to incline your ears to what God is saying to you. Amen. Let us close in prayer. Father, we thank you for your word this morning, Lord God. Thank you for the fact that you are still speaking to us today, Lord. Thank you for speaking to us through this message, to me, to my brothers, to my sisters, Lord. And Lord, help us, Lord God, to be diligent, to have the determination to spend time with you, hearing your voice, Lord God. Thank you for your guidance in everyone's lives, Father. We need you, Lord God. We need to know what to do these days, how to align our lives according to your word. And so I thank you, Father, for continuing to speak to us by your word, by your spirit, through that still, small voice, Father. And now I pray that the love of God the Father, the grace and the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit will remain upon each one of us as we continue to listen to His voice and follow Him until we see Him. God bless you. Until next time. Amen.